How do I get him back? That was the question that kept running in my mind 24-7 during the holidays last year. All I could think about was getting back together with my ex. So exactly a year ago, well, yesterday it was exactly a year ago when I made the biggest mistake of my life, or so I thought, because honestly, it's turning out to be one of the best mistakes I ever made in my life. But long story short, the only way that I've survived that breakup during the holidays was by hoping hoping that I would get back together with my ex. So I dove into the rabbit hole of ex-back coaches and watching resources and reading on how I could get back together with my ex. I don't shame myself about me being delusional at that point because I now understand that being in denial and in shock and not being able to fully accept the breakup and really hoping to patch things up is part of the healing process. It's part of moving on. It's part of accepting. And it was a coping mechanism because if I didn't have that hope at that point, I don't think I would be able to function the way that I still did at that point. Because of that hope, I was able to still go to work. I was able to still somehow show up during the holidays although most of the holiday season last year i was just in bed crying or watching a movie to distract myself but yeah i don't shame myself for thinking of ways to get back together with my ex because that was what kept me going at that point of my journey i think i wanted to give it my all so that i won't have any regrets in the end so gave him gifts, wrote him love letters, I gave him what he wanted when he wanted it, made peace, space, attention, time together, etc. So it was all on his terms and I let it be that way because I felt like I deserved 100% of the blame of why it didn't work out and I don't want this podcast episode to go into whose fault the breakup was because honestly... It takes two to tango. There's always another side to the story. So instead, I want to focus on how I dealt with the pain that I felt. So it's all from my perspective, my story, my journey, and my process. Also, I want to note that whatever I tried or whatever that I share here, I'm not recommending it as the only way to heal. So it's an option, but at the end of the day, it's all up to you because some of the things that I did or some of my beliefs won't be aligned with yours and that is completely okay. Now, I want to read this excerpt from the book Getting Past Your Breakup by Susan Elliott. So it's very accurate and you'll see later why. So here it goes. During the post-breakup period, you have three options. The first is to spend all kinds of time, futile effort, and tears trying to win back your ex. The second is to try to go on as if nothing has happened and continue down the same path that led you into yet another unsuccessful relationship. The third option is to heal properly. Look at what's happened and learn new ways to put together a healthy and whole life. Not only will this make you happier, it will also give you the best chance to find true love with a person who is good for you and to you. 
Although the last option is infinitely more attractive and assures sustained long-term happiness, most people choose the first. And when that doesn't work, the second. Why? Because they have no idea how to do the third, to take charge of their lives. End of quote. So like I said, it was very accurate because I actually chose the first option. I spent last year's holiday season thinking of ways on how I could win his love back. And I spent the first half of 2023 in an on-again, off-again situation. And I wanted to use every opportunity that I had to show him that I care, that I loved him, and that I was the one for him. I found myself in a position where I was trying to make him see my worth, which was silly because in the first place, he pursued me because he saw that. And I just wasn't thinking straight anymore. I was very emotional. And so I wanted to feel worthy of his love again. And I wanted to make him remember all the promises he made. And I just couldn't believe it at that point how everything that he said could be untrue suddenly. Like all the promises of forever, of marrying me. We even talked about our wedding and what the names of our children would be. I was too caught up in disbelief that he could did not mean any of those things anymore like I couldn't accept it and so I was trying my best I was striving and trying to earn his love again and looking back at that season now I realized that I didn't exactly do all of those things because I was genuinely in love with him maybe I wasn't I'm thinking now that for the most part I was not 100% doing all of those things because I was in love. It was mostly because I was attached. So I wasn't aware of my abandonment issues. Well, not as aware as I am now back then. I didn't know my attachment style. I didn't know all these limiting beliefs that I had about myself and my worth. So that really set me back in healing and moving on because I was in this fight or flight mode and it was really stressful like every time that we were in the off situation and i do not have access to him and we're not communicating i would have trouble sleeping i would always wake up in panic short breaths i was crying a lot and i'm trying to remember myself and how i was during that time and honestly i don't recognize myself and it got to a point where i didn't care about myself that much anymore as long as i have access to him as long as he's still in my life i don't care if i'm being disrespected i didn't care if i'm not getting my needs met if i'm not being treated the way that i deserved to be treated I didn't care just how toxic it all became because I felt like I would literally, it's cringe to say now, but I thought I would 
die if ever he chose to cut me off. And if you are securely attached or you have avoidant attachment style, I have a feeling that you would not understand much why anxious people react this way. But if you read up on how anxious people look at themselves, you will understand why these types of things, this kinds of situation really rock them to their core and shake their whole life which doesn't always which isn't always the case for people who are securely attached or even avoidantly attached i'll share more about my experience healing from anxious attachment to becoming more secure in another episode maybe but i don't want to digress so let's move forward so yeah long story short winning back my ex didn't work it almost did actually back in March, I think. But to cut the long story short, it was really not meant to be. Which brings us to the second option mentioned in the excerpt that I quoted earlier. So the second option is when people try to deal with a breakup by jumping into another full-blown relationship. So thankfully, I did not do that this time maybe 20 year old me would have but this time around i chose to jump to the third option which is to heal properly but to speak on the subject on why i didn't choose the second option which is to go into another relationship like weeks or months after ending the situationship honestly i think it was because a little part of me was still hoping that we would be able to work it out even though it sounds absurd now now that i'm saying it out loud but yeah back then that was how i felt like a little part of me was still hoping that he would see my perspective that he would understand and he would i don't know see it from my pov and we would be able to understand each other but we didn't and there were guys who expressed their interest since then to pursue me or who confessed their feelings for me but i always tell them that i'm working on myself and i'm not saying that to i'm not saying it as a cop-out i actually am working on myself and i just don't want my next partner to feel or to wonder or be anxious if i'm really over my ex that's why even now that I'm over him, I'm not rushing into another relationship because I want my next partner to feel like I have no attachments to my past anymore, that I don't have grudges, that I have processed everything properly. And I'm not saying that I would get into a relationship again once I'm perfect because every one of us is imperfect. But I want to get to know myself a little bit better. Which brings us to the third option, which is to heal properly. So to be honest, I think there is still a lot of insecure attachment that I have to look into within myself. But I think I had a pretty good or great start, actually. So I did some work. So I found out about the biopsychosocial approach from Open House. I think I mentioned 
them as well in the second episode of this podcast. So check them out, the Open House podcast. They talk about attachment styles and how to navigate relationships, especially if you're anxiously attached like me or like I was (laughs) because I like to believe that I've healed a little bit. So yeah, when I finally accepted that I won't be able to win my ex back, I decided to focus on taking care of my body, my mind, and my soul. So with my body, I started like booking appointments with my dentist, my dermatologist, and started working out again. Just basically things that I could do to rebuild my confidence and my self-esteem because that usually takes a plunge after a breakup, right? So it's hard to feel pretty to feel beautiful, to feel worthy when someone rejects you. So I worked on that. And then I also met with my therapist. I think once when I was really in my rock bottom, but I don't often meet with her. I only meet her when I'm really, really, really not okay because it's expensive. But if you can afford it, I highly recommend it. And I think one of the pieces of advice she gave me that really worked was engaging in activities that I used to do before I met my ex, which for me was blogging, podcasting, and meeting my friends from high school and college. So that was really healing. And I'll talk more about it in a bit. But yeah, also, she recommends like trying new things that I've never done with my ex before so making new memories and new places or with new people that was really fun as well and it really got me out of the funk and the slump that i have been stuck in for so long so basically do activities that will remind you how awesome you are because that was how it was for me and i'm so sorry for the noise there are a lot of things going on with my neighbors I don't know, the dogs are barking and they're preparing for a party or something. So speaking of friends, there is this concept from the book Anxiously Attached by Jessica Blom. I'm not sure if that's how you say your last name, but I'm just going to link it in the show notes. But the concept of inner nurturers is that basically you gather this supportive, warm and positive voices in your mind that usually belong to the people who are your support system. These are the people who are sweet to your nervous system, which I talked about in the second episode of the podcast. So check that out for more information on inner nurturers and finding out the people who can help you regulate your emotions. So for me, a lot of my friends really showed up for me this year and I'm really, really grateful for them. Sorry for the noise there's like a motorcycle passing by but yeah i'm really really grateful for my friends because i used to think that i was not cut out for maintaining female friendships particularly because i don't know there were some messaging that i've received years ago that basically made me think that i'm not good at being a friend but this year taught me that i could get good at this like i started scheduling appointments with my friends replying to messages not being flaky and really showing up when i said i would and i i'm just really grateful for my friends and i thank god for them every single day 
and yeah my family as well has been a great support system for me but it's just i'm really um fascinated by friendships recently because i used to think that i could live without friends but this year taught me that no man really is an island we all need other people there's a reason why god created each of us and there's a reason why community matters and lastly on tending to my soul i am still making the effort to keep going back to god and i'm not I'm not saying it in the sense of like going to church more frequently or being seen in public worshiping and praising him and hanging out with all these godly people it's actually the opposite for me it feels like it was a season for me to be private and be more personal with god to not put up a show and to not care about what other people would think as long as i know that i am doing the right thing and that i have come back to the right path for me and i've lost friends along the way and i've lost some opportunities at church along the way but it's all good because i'm confident in my relationship with god basically doing all of this work for 90 days or so worked for me so i look back at my blog and i published this piece which is where i want to end this episode i'm sorry if you heard my brother cough he's okay don't worry <laughs> so the piece that i wrote is titled you can change your life in 90 days and here it goes exactly three months ago i didn't know how to be okay as overdramatic as it sounds now i didn't know then how to face the next day and the next one after that on the 10th of july this year i had three hours of sleep punctuated by panic attacks i couldn't eat properly i missed work i couldn't think about anything else i could only feel i felt a lump in my throat tears welled up in my eyes like clockwork and there was a knot in my stomach that none of my loved ones words could entangle my body felt so weak and i wanted to rest so badly but i was so scared of falling asleep just to be jolted back into reality breakups happen all the time you don't have to lose it said taylor swift in one of her songs yet that's how i felt like i was losing it as i lose not just a precious relationship but also a part of me a version of me and the future i had imagined three months after that rock bottom Here I am with a life so different it feels like a dream. No, I didn't buy a car. I didn't move to another country yet. <laughs> I didn't quit my job to start a business. None of my external circumstances have dramatically changed, but I did. To be clear, it didn't happen overnight. It took one tiny healthy choice after another, slowly healing day after day. I've started working on my passion projects again. I'm taking my goals more seriously now and I'm trying harder at work. I've reconnected with old friends and met new ones who have been helping me remember how wonderful I've always been and realize how loved and supported I am today. I've started working out again, carving out time to practice my Christian faith and rebuilding my self-esteem and confidence. I've set appointments with my therapist dermatologist, hairstylist, and dentist, trying my best to learn how to take better care of my body. 
I've been reorganizing my finances too, as well as my productivity systems. I've gotten to know myself a little better, and I'm proud of learning new ways to self-soothe and reassure myself when the anxiety and self-doubt creep in. I've forgiven those who have hurt me, but most importantly, I've forgiven myself. Three months ago, I didn't think it was possible to feel this peace, to feel happy. End of the blog post. I also want to share this quote from, again, the book Getting Past Your Breakup by Susan Elliott. And the quote goes like this. Everyone makes mistakes. Even if you made a really horrible mistake, doing this work, healing yourself, and taking responsibility for your actions is the most important form of amends that you can make. I know I opened this episode with my own question last year, which was, how do I get him back? But now I want to end this episode with a suggestion of an alternative question, which is, after this breakup of yours, how do you get yourself back? That's it for today. Talk again next week. Bye!